Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. There are some grumblings and rumblings out of Florida State. What's the future of the ACC if the football schools leave? Plus, the Saints' Alvin Kamara is bracing for a suspension, and Alabama fans are... Man, they're big mad at Auburn, and it's not even football season. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Conference realignment has become an unfortunate part of the reality of college sports, and it appears it could be coming again for the ACC with reports and rumors that Florida State is the next one headed for, I don't want to say greener pastures because that's not fair, but to be not in the ACC anymore, locked on ACC host Candace Cooper joins me now. And, and Candace, I'm in my Carolina blue for you. And uh, we are here because everything seems to be in flux in college sports right now. If the football schools start to leave the ACC, to your mind, what is the future of the ACC? I think the ACC will be just fine, only because I think a lot of this is hot air. Like, I call cap on it because we've been – the Magnificent Seven was supposed to come. They had the Great Eight that was supposed to happen. People were supposed <laughs> to leave. 2036 is very much destined for a lot of these people. Where are you going? Let me know. If you have a $9 million buyout for you, if you're going to be in courts and the lawyers and all the things with the state-funded school, please go ahead. I think it's just about time that ACC kind of pumps up and maybe calls people's bluffs because it really feels – as if people are trying to test the ACC's gangs of like, okay, you want to leave? Like, how'd that work out for Maryland? Let me know, right? Like, who who has uh, known Maryland to be anything prominent in sports in recent years? It's been crazy. So, you know, I think Florida State's just mad and, you know, all the times and all the years where they have so much ahead of them, especially after some really down years, it's, inc- it's incredible that this is the headline. Yeah, and, and that is part of this too, right? That if Florida State, if this were 1995, we might be having a different conversation. That Florida State doesn't exist right now. If there is a program like that in the ACC, it's Clemson. So does does your position on this change if all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, so here's the thing about Clemson, they want to leave. You know, I think at the end of the day, I would love to know where you're going and what makes you think you're going to be any more dominant or any more competitive than you already are. There are Clemson, clearly the favorite, has every reason to want to look elsewhere. But the reality is, do you want to be just another number in the SEC? Do you have the credentials to get into the Big Ten? And for a lot of our teams, it's the answer is no. Florida State being one of them, especially in regards to joining the Big Ten. So I guess this is, I guess I don't understand what the draw is to dom- to be just in the number versus dominating a certain conference. I, I, I brought up the idea of being a football school because the ACC is full of teams that we would consider basketball schools. Now, there are plenty of programs that have made that crossover. UNC right now, by the way, is in the midst of that kind of renaissance, and they have a potential top five quarterback in the draft coming up this, this year. But we have seen other conferences survive as just basketball conferences, even amidst realignment. If anyone has the blue bloods to make this work as just a basketball conference, which 
I think neither of us believe that that is actually going to happen. But if there's a conference set up to do it, isn't it the ACC? Yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you got Duke, you got North Carolina, you've got Louisville when they feel like being good, right? You have some really good programs that, of course, could carry you. North Carolina, a lot of the major part of their revenue comes from men's basketball and Duke the same. So it's it's amazing to me how people feel like the ACC is just going to go, you know, wither away and die. And I don't see that being the case by any means. And I feel like the ACC may have overextended its hand with the whole Notre Dame push and trying to be a football conference. And now we're sort of having to walk that back and all the things and good old Jim Phillips is helping us do that. in you know, nice, nice way. He's got other issues. Northwestern, are you listening? Um, But I really hope that people understand the ACC is not worried, not stressed, feel good. However, it kind of rolls out chips fall as they may. We're still going to be a pretty good power five conference. Stay up to date all year on the ACC by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On ACC on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, Alvin Kamara is awaiting his suspension. Before we get to that, though, since we're talking about conference realignment, the Big Ten sees an opportunity. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet back in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. The Cincinnati Reds and Chicago Cubs have combined for 51 runs over the last two games. They have two pitchers with the tendency to allow runs on the mound and FanDuel has a total that reflects all of that 10 10 for the series finale I don't know I kind of want to take the over of course you can also combine multiple prop bets in a single game for a bigger payout with FanDuel's same game parlay all on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use plus when you win you get paid instantly there's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The Big Ten is exploring the possibility of expansion, according to a report on Wednesday. Interesting timing as it seems there is a lot of trouble in paradise with the Pac-12. In a seeming allusion to that, the Big Ten released a statement saying it's also the commissioner's job to keep conference chancellors and presidents informed about new developments as they occur. After a long period of time without a broadcasting rights deal, the Pac-12 came up with a solution that few of its member institutions found palatable. The league presented a primarily Apple streaming deal Tuesday that was fraught with issues regarding team exposure and guaranteed money. That leaves nine schools wondering about what their options are, along with an uncertainty around the Pac-12 that prompted the Big Ten to begin formal due diligence. Around the NFL, there is a growing concern over the way running backs are being compensated and the future of the position, but not in Cincinnati. Joe Mixon actually took a pay cut ahead of this upcoming season. Mixon cited the need for sacrifice as the Bengals eye a Super Bowl run. Mixon told the team's website in an article published Wednesday, I see the task at hand and what we're trying to build and in order to keep other players here and pieces here, sometimes you have to sacrifice. The restructured contract will save the Bengals just over $4 million on the cap this year. Of course, 
This could also be a calculated move by Mixon as he sees other running backs left the drift on the open market. Rather than get cut, save your money. Some money is better than no money after all. On the diamond, the Chicago Cubs obliterated the Cincinnati Reds for the second night in a row. The Cubs are the hottest offense in baseball. They have scored 36 runs in the last two nights. They have scored 145 runs since the All-Star break. That's over 40 more runs than any other team in baseball. This is a crazy stretch right now. Everybody is hot. 16 runs tonight. I don't even know who to single out. Morrell, huge game. Swanson, huge game. Hap, huge game. Talkman, Suzuki, Gomes. Everybody produced. Um, the Cubs were actually down three runs two different times in this game and found a way to rally back and then some. They will go for the series win on Thursday against the first place Reds, trying to cut that deficit even more. It's really fun to be a Cub fan right now. The Houston Astros followed up from Valdez's no-hitter on Tuesday with another win over the Cleveland Guardians on Wednesday. The Houston Astros sweep the Cleveland Guardians. Ryan Presley gets a save. Chaz McCormick scores all three runs with a two-run homer and a solo towards the end to give them the 3-2 victory. Chaz McCormick says, Shohei Otani, you may have won player of the month, but we have a better team. And that defense, we got to pick it up, guys. Yvonne did not look great at second base, but they live to play another day. They fly to New York to take on the Yankees. Our little brother, or should we say, Altuve's son. Y'all have a good one. Go Strokes. And the Toronto Blue Jays got a much-needed win over the Baltimore Orioles. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays get the win, four to one over the Baltimore Orioles on a Wednesday night in the six. They're now two and seven versus the Orioles this season. Remember, now this is a four-game series. Baltimore took the first two. That's the first place Baltimore Orioles. If the Jays had lost three or worse in the series, they weren't going to be able to catch Baltimore. So, even splitting the series not exactly ideal. But at this point. That's what we're hoping for, right? The offense was, again, awful. Four runs on three hits. My goodness, the runs were most of the runs were just handed to them by the Orioles. But when you need a win, you'll take it, right? The pitching up to the task. Jimmy, uh, We had Yusei Kikuchi, Jimmy Garcia, Jordan Hicks, Aaron, Eric Swanson, all very good. And by the way, we're getting past the Yusei Kikuchi has been much better this season. We're into Yusei Kikuchi has been downright good this season territory. <laughs> this game ends on a pickoff. How rare and cool is that? Now, join me tomorrow, Thursday, August 3rd, on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast as my fellow bald brother Tim McAuliffe is in the house for some cut or uncut and some Blue Jay talk. We've had a lot of conversations about running backs the past few weeks. Let's talk about running backs on the field, or at least in this case, potentially not being on the field. Alvin, Alvin Kamara pleaded out an initial felony charge of battery down to a misdemeanor charge of breach of peace. He's going to be... Uh, tasked with 30 hours of community service and $100,000 in medical bills for the man injured in a fight he was said to be involved in. Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints joins me now. And, and Ross, the reason we're bringing you in is now we have reports that a potential suspension is coming down here with a new quarterback and a lot of things in flux here in New Orleans. What kind of impact could this have on New Orleans early in the season? Well, I think losing Alvin Kamara is the impact, whether it's a new quarterback. It could be Drew Brees in this offense would still feel the gut punch of losing Alvin Kamara for yeah. a few games. Uh, but I, I will say this, that with that felony charge being pled down to a misdemeanor charge, 
it, it does kind of change our outlook on how long we would expect that suspension to be. The NFL's code of conduct policy pretty clearly states that any type of uh, altercation or physical violence, anything like that, that might end up leading to a suspension would be one that would end up coming in with a six game suspension at the very least with this being a misdemeanor charge. And of course the uh, potential or the fact that that got played down, that could very likely end up meaning that six games becomes the ceiling as opposed to the floor. So we might be looking at a two to six game suspension here, as opposed to a six or more game suspension. One thing New Orleans has pretty consistently had when, when Alvin Kamara was in his prime, at least was a secondary back who could take a lot of the load off Mm -hmm. of the shoulders of Alvin Kamara, New Orleans goes out. They get Jamal Williams in a, in a free agent deal. Again, we're not going to talk about the money, but you got a nice free agent deal in New Orleans and is someone who has had to shoulder that every down back burden in the past, or at least that base down kind of back burden. How much can he do in this offense? Yeah, I would even argue a little bit that point that, uh, you know, they had a secondary back. I think that Alvin Kamara has been at his best when he's been the secondary back. Yeah. And then, you know, guys like Mark Ingram before him, as well as, of course, uh, Latavius Murray for a few years being kind of the feature back or the bell cow backs. I think the thing that has caused New Orleans State so much trouble when Alvin Kamara has been on the field the past couple of years is that they've had to use him as that bell cow guy, which is not who Alvin Kamara is. He's a satellite back. It's a good change of pace, get him open in space kind of guy. And I think Jamal Williams helps them a ton there, even though Jamal Williams, as you know very well, kind of served that role back in the day in his partnership with Aaron Jones with the Green Bay Packers. He slimmed down a little bit from 230 down to about 217 is ready to play a little bit more of a pass catching must role. be nice yeah which is great to see because it gives you an opportunity to be able to disguise a little bit just because alvin Kamara is on the field doesn't mean it has to be a pass just because jamal williams is on the field doesn't mean it has to be a run that's what new orleans saints are looking to do and i think that that partnership like mark ingram and alvin Kamara, latavius murray and alvin Kamara in the past those running back tandems that have been so successful for ak will allow alvin Kamara to be a little bit more successful for the games that he is available here in new orleans working in tandem with jamal williams I, too, am down to 217, Ross. I just wanted to let you know. Love that. Um, I'll be lucky if I ever get up to 117. (laughs) (laughs) So Derek Carr, of course, is going to grab a lot of the headlines in in the Saints offseason. Quarterback edition always makes the news. How much changes in terms of this idea that I think has been true for the past few years that as Alvin Kamara goes, so goes this offense? Yes. Yeah. And I think the good news is that the change is actually getting back to the status quo. Derek Carr has a lot more similarities to Drew Brees, although he will never be Drew Brees, of course, yeah. but he has a lot more similarities. He's to not Drew Brees. saying Derek Carr is Drew Brees. Don't freak yes, out. I'm not saying that. Please don't come <laughs> for me. Uh, leave my mentions alone. But what we do know is that Derek Carr has a lot more of that in him than Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, Ian Book. Those are the guys that have played quarterback for the New Orleans Saints over the course of the past two years no wonder why they've missed the playoffs for the past two seasons so now you get a guy back into the offense that reads the full field that moves through his progressions quickly can make the throws on the field and doesn't have a problem taking what's right as opposed to what's the big play and i think that's a big thing that will factor into the way that the new orleans saints offense begins to look a little bit more familiar to its offenses in the past and elevates that alvin Kamara game so that instead of him averaging just less than three catches per game like he has over the course of the past couple of years he's back to that five six catches per game average that he was in new orleans saints offenses of past which will hopefully look a lot more like the offense of new 
Stay up to date all year on the New Orleans Saints by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Saints on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, Alabama fans are big mad at Auburn and it isn't even September. Auburn is attempting to do a bit of rebuilding as they welcome a new coach, Hugh Freeze, into the fold. They've landed a few top recruits, including one that has drawn the ire of Alabama fans. As Locked On Auburn host Zach Blackerby and guest host Lindsey Crosby point out, this is just weird. You can tell that Auburn and Hugh Freeze and the staff, they're doing the right things and this buzz is legitimate by the way Alabama and Georgia are acting. And just some of the message board posts that have been screenshotted and shared on social media and uh, some of the tweets that are being shared, it's like there's general like concern across the other fan bases, which is awesome, right? That's the goal in all of this. I couldn't share most of them, but I found my favorite that I just want to spend a second talking about, if you don't mind, Lindsay. Yep. This is from Bear Bryant's Burner is the name of the account. Just clarifying, this is not actually the burner of Bear Bryant because Bear Bryant is deceased. That's true. So this person is lying too. She's lying to you. But Um, go ahead. That's true. Multiple lies in this, I guess. So this is a tweet. Quote, just so you know, Nick Saban made Perry Thompson. When Saban offered him, he was ranked number 251 in the 247 composite rankings. After he got the offer, he shot up as high as 28th overall. Perry Thompson is the definition of biting the hand that fed you. Roll tide and I wish him the best is what this account said. And this isn't like a crazy, like this isn't an outlier. A lot of them are saying this and I think it's objectively funny. I have two thoughts on this. Okay. One, it doesn't feel like he legitimately wishes him the best. That felt like sarcasm. (laughs) There's not a sarcasm font on Twitter. But I do not actually think he wished him the best. Okay. Um, yeah, just just throwing that out there. Uh, but also, is it possible that Nick Saban just offered him very, very early? Here's the thing about a rivalry. It's always a rivalry. It doesn't matter if one team has been good for 30 years and the other team has been, well, less good for 30 years. Take it from someone that covers the Packers where... They have essentially owned, no, Aaron Rodgers said it. They own the Bears all his life, Aaron Rodgers said. they own, And that's true. Going back to the early 90s, the Packers have owned the Chicago Bears. It's still a rivalry. It's still a great rivalry. And that is how this has worked with Auburn and Alabama. The Iron Bowl is always going to matter. It doesn't matter if Auburn is a four-win team in Alabama is on the greatest dynastic run of all time. It doesn't matter if that's the case. We're going to get the rivalry. And guess what? It's going to be the biggest game on Auburn's schedule every year. That's the beauty of rivalry. That's the beauty of sport. That's why we love games. It's why we love to follow our teams because no matter what happens in a season, you always have that game to circle on the schedule. And that means weird stuff like this happens in the offseason. And it's fun. And finally, following up on a story we mentioned yesterday about Tigers pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez blocking a deal to the Dodgers. 
Erod spoke about that decision after he pitched on Wednesday, saying, the details of the trade weren't what I wanted for me and my family, and I decided to stay in Detroit. Right. So there you have it. Nothing personal between him and the Dodgers. It's just business. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, what will the Big Ten look like in a year or two or even a month from now? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. For more episodes of Locked On Sports Today, go to our video on demand. Click on sports at the top of your screen. There you'll find past episodes of Locked On Sports Today, plus other Locked On shows on demand.